Have you ever wondered how can you start a podcast? Well, I have been in the streaming and radio broadcast industry for about 15 years, and I share with you all my secrets in my brand new book. My book is called Start Podcasting: The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, and it's only $2.99. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca.com. For only $2.99, you will learn all my secrets about podcasting. From starting a podcast, my home studios, and even marketing, I recorded this commercial in my home studio, and you can learn what I use in my brand new book, only two ninety nine. So go get a copy of my brand new book, Start Podcasting: The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, only two ninety nine. Available on Amazon, iBooks, Kindle, and much, much more. Start podcasting: The Secrets of a Radio Engineer, only two ninety nine. Available on Amazon, iBooks. Or on my website, josedelarroca.com. Dad without a dad production. What about a talk show host? <laughs> talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. Someone even told me once they thought I'd be a good talk show host. Really? Yeah, a couple of people. <laughs> How do you get that though? Where do you start? Well, that's where it gets tricky. <laughs> Can't just walk into a building and say, "I want to be a talk show host." I wouldn't think so. This is where I say, "Hey," and hey, it's been like a month. I've been concentrated, concentrated, concentrating on speaking better, on having a YouTube channel. Um, people to follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. I also concentrated concentrated to finally speak better, which obviously I can't. I can't even say the word concentrated. I've been concentrating on writing a book, not about how to speak English, because obviously I don't know how. But it's all about podcasting, and you guys are listening to Morning Jose. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, and with me is somebody that I know for a long, long time. I respect. Uh, I don't think I saw him when he was perfectioning his craft, but we kept in touch when he was out of state, and he what he went from announcer to basically what you did everything in that station, right? <laughs> I did everything. I was cleaning the toilets <laughs> at the station. That's what happens when you go to a small town, Jose. Uh, Colin, Colin Yee, how What's up? are Thank you, you man? Me. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I, I'm so glad I finally have made it because we've talked about this ever since you started uh, doing a podcast, and it's like we should we should hook up. And honestly, I've been lagging personally. I think you've been on top of it. And I, I've just been, oh, I'm going to go to Oklahoma for two years, leave you in the dust. That's what happened. And I know this is audio so people can't see you. You could talk to me straight to the camera, by the way. You're, he's turning to the left because since we're audio guys, I was telling him how he, he sounded a little bit echoish. And he's turning to the left because you put two pillows <laughs> on you. To the left and to the right. So forget about pillows and you can talk to me straight on the eye. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Colin and I used to... Yes, you're right. Colin and I used to work together at a radio station. 
And he was one of those lucky ones like Andre, who was here a couple uh, um, shows ago. Andre that was you... on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, man. I love Andre. He's the man. Uh, you know, he uh, recorded a, um, uh, an LP, right? An album. And he has an album on Spotify. I did not know that. I'm going to have to go and listen to it. All I know is that he plays a mean bass. He like plays you... bass. He plays everything. Guitar. He has like fifteen thousand keyboards. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up the album because I I love Andre. Andre's the man. Yeah. Anyway, so you and he, him and you, uh, you guys were one of those lucky ones that literally got a good job coming out of uh, college. Meaning, like you guys didn't go and not that McDonald's has done a good job, but you guys didn't go and look for a McDonald's job. You actually got into the field for what you study, and especially in a field that is what communications, something that unfortunately, eh, let's just say if you want to get into radio, you really don't need a degree, but you guys went for it and actually got a good paying job in an okay radio station. And that's how I met you and Andre. And then you guys, you know, did your thing. Andre is, was different from you where he just wanted to work, I guess. He's in a different path. I, I told him, I told you and him all the time, you guys got to get out of here. You need to do something with your lives. You actually did it. Andre did not until he finally got let go. We all got let go, by the way. And then he actually, you know, I guess listened to me and then started producing, started playing, started, and then he created a whole album. And you actually, I since I met you, you wanted to become a broadcaster. And I told you, well, you're not going to do it here. And if you continue being behind the board, nobody's going to, one, listen to you because you will always be identified as a board operator and then finally, one day you said, I'm going to start doing this. And uh, I don't know how you got an agent and you did. And the agent helped you uh, with your uh, voice work because you had the voice. And then one day you say, I'm going to, in the middle of nowhere, I'm going <laughs> to Oklahoma. So take us the, from KBC to Oklahoma. Yeah, it was one of those journeys that I think I really needed. It was not only great on-air experience, but it was good life experience, right? I, I've never been outside of California. So to go somewhere where, you know, you're kind of an outsider and not a lot of Asian people in Oklahoma and uh, not only to, to learn about broadcasting, but to learn about life, it was amazing. Uh, you're right. I, I got some work uh, with an agent. He helped me develop you know, not only my voice, but just learn how this business works, right? Learn what you need to do to get a job. And he helped me immensely with that. And like you said, it was great advice that you gave me because I was almost content for a moment at KABC saying, all right, you know, I'm going to let it run its course and, and maybe get a full-time position. I Obviously, that wasn't going <laughs> to happen because it's radio. And there are no full-time positions in radio in Los Angeles unless you are a superstar or you, you fall into some type of uh, lucky pot at the end of the rainbow. But it was – yeah, it, he helped me along. And then after that, I was able to, to head out to Oklahoma. And I had a great experience out there. Even though it was a little lonely, you know, you miss your friends, you miss your family. I got to do everything. Like you said, not only – 
sports broadcasting, which I really wanted to do, but news broadcasting. I hosted a morning show, like one of those music morning shows that you play a lot of uh, pop hits on. Hosted one of those. I cleaned the toilets, like like I said, made sandwiches, you know, for the workers. Did everything. And um, you said that even though for some people your boss wasn't the best, but he was good to you. And one of the things that uh, <laughs> still amazes me, even though you just said it, is that I think I called you one day because uh, I like to call you once in a while because you're you're a cool dude, man. You're a very nice person. Uh, uh, and ever since I met you, I, I you know, I only told you guys that and Every time you guys come by, you do agree that I've been saying that you should do more because, you know, it's not like I'm always preaching, you know, and stuff. I will only tell you guys. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Because I saw talent, <laughs> right? And because I know I knew I what radio was. It. And then I was like, don't like the same thing I tell my nephew and he's in a good path right now. But when he didn't know what he was doing, he wasn't going to school. I think I told him, don't be like me. In a way that don't be a 30-something-year-old that doesn't, can't even afford to take a vacation, right? And I don't want to put anything down on me, but I was just giving him an example of what not to be a certain age, right? So I saw something on you guys, and I'm like, don't be me. Get out. Nobody's going to give you a chance here. Like, uh, not that the job is not a good job. It's paying your bills or whatever, but they're never going to give you what you want you are wasting your talents here basically you know so you know don't take it you know i feel like you know i'm always preaching i only preach to the people who i like to so <laughs> <laughs> no i appreciate it right i mean because as a young man in the radio business we're looking to someone to tell us kind of what the path should be and That's what we do in this business is you pass it down. Even in Oklahoma, I kind of met a younger kid that was kind of jumping into the business at a pretty young age. And I was able to impart some of my very small knowledge. I don't have a lot of knowledge, but that's what this business is all about, right? You pass it down to me. I pass it down to him. And then he passes it down to someone else uh, along those lines. Um, so I appreciate it your advice you gotta send me a clip of you doing a a, a pop station because i still what i was trying to say is like i still can't believe you're doing a what was it top 40 top 40 yes <laughs> i will definitely send that to you send me a clip and then we'll put it at the end of this uh podcast like i'm okay, pretty sure I you have, have a eight. really good clip specifically for you oh, it's, it's, so it's really good bucket is okay so so To put it in perspective, the only reason is because I'm saying that I still can't believe it is because you're a radio, you're a sports guy. So basically, you a you are a sports guy. You want to be a sports announcer. You want to be a sports broadcaster, and you had the voice, you had the tone, and you have the knowledge. You being a sports guy ever since you were little, and not only that, I think I saw a picture when you were like what, like five, ten years you went was, to a radio station I was really young yeah and then so you see i always tell people it's 50 50 50 the parents that take the time to do something with their kids and 50 of the kids that actually want to do something somebody was just saying that uh, i did another podcast and they said that their kid 
uh, just came one day and said they wanted to be a, a, a producer, a music producer. And I told them, well, uh, the, uh, the, I've been around the industry for such a long time that you know when somebody is like that because uh, a baseball player, a basketball player, a soccer player, a music producer, what do they do? They eat, they sleep, they, anything that they do is about what they're what they're going to be. So if you're a soccer player, you sleep with the ball, you go to school with the ball, you play with the ball every day, you can't stop about the ball and the game. If you're a music producer, the same. So for you to actually be a little kid and going to a radio station uh, remote uh, and wanted to be part of that, that show probably your dad, which is a great person, by the way, your parents are great, that you actually wanted to be in the field. And then for you to be doing pop, it was the funniest thing. It really was because it's it's not entirely out of my comfort zone. Like I, I can talk about certain pop culture events, but it it was pretty much out of my comfort zone because I can't talk about I don't know Selena Gomez and what she was wearing or whatever <laughs> pop music people you know that's what they do on on those shows and I, I'm just not very good at it. But I had to because that was one of the formats. Um, that was running at the station I worked at and they needed someone and I was one of the only ones available. So they're just like, Hey, get on the mic. And I was like, all right, <laughs> by the way, and this is just it. Have you seen Tiger King? And um, I'm not one of those people meaning okay. like, uh, well at the moment, uh, like I said at the beginning, I'm concentrating in, uh, promoting my book. That is available on Amazon for only $3. So if you're listening to this and you want to know how do we do everything, go buy my book. It's called Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer. It's a cheap book, too, $3. Right? Yeah, that's where are you going to find a deal <sighs> like know. that. So I'm concentrating on that, promoting that. I also have a YouTube channel. I have two podcasts. I work from home. I'm a dad. So you don't have time to be watching Netflix. I just don't have any time to waste in the uh, and i don't mean that if you're watching that you're wasting but let's just say you could be reading a book so so yeah you could you could be reading jose's new book yeah. or his old book uh, well Other that one books. that one really needs help <laughs> oh really okay i have a autographed copy yeah somebody does <laughs> i wrote a book it's called how to be a dad without a dad and i think i i google it a couple of uh, days ago because I was just doing stuff and somebody selling it like on eBay I guess I signed it for somebody and somebody either found it and is selling it for eBay it says like it's signed by the author to somebody else's no and way. they're selling it for like $15 and you could buy my book for like two ninety nine on Kindle that's insane see that's when you know you've made it though <laughs> when people are selling your book on eBay. <laughs> Anyways, like bid that thing up. I'll help you. I'll help you bid that thing up. I'll bid on it. Uh, well, you could go get my book. So now we don't have trouble, you know, putting our setup. Uh, when right. I started podcast. I would have known to but, plug that in. You would have known to put the audio out of your PC into your exactly. mixer. Exactly. Obviously, it's been a, a while since I've done this. <laughs> no, and um, okay. So going back to. You know what? Another interesting thing about you doing everything is that 
it gave you experience, right? Uh, at least you were not afraid of failing because they said, okay, you had to get out of, okay, Mr. Let's say, uh, you know, Vince Scully, now you need to go and do Ryan Secret's job. Not that you're, I'm just giving a big example for people to understand what they were saying to you, right? But in, I was just telling my girlfriend because, you know, we're going through tough times and everybody has to stay home and people are losing their jobs. Um, I told her I know how to be poor. So I don't have a problem with that. I know how to eat beans three days out of, you know, three times out of the day. I know how to eat beans in the morning, how to eat beans in the afternoon, how to eat beans at night for a whole week. So I know how to be poor, so we'll be okay. And in a way, now you know how to do everything. So let's say somebody gives you a job but says, oh, but right now you need to do this. You, you're set. You know how to do it, right? Right. And that's why you go to a small market. I know that it sounds like you're going backwards because you're going to – especially for someone who's like from Los Angeles or New York – or Chicago, or one of those big cities, for a younger person, probably like, oh, why would I go to middle of nowhere, Oklahoma? Uh, because you got to do all those things. Because you are young and inexperienced, you get, you get that experience there, and you can mess up at it, and you're not going to get fired. I mean, I definitely messed up a lot in Oklahoma, but there's more grace there because... It's a small town. Not everyone. Yeah, people are listening. Uh, you know, radio is. I think radio in smaller towns, it's it's more popular probably than it is here, just because they don't have much to do. But you can mess up, and no one's really. I mean, you still want to put the best product out there, but no one is really going to nitpick like they do at a big market station like in New York or Los Angeles where you can be perfect and you still get fired because Man. because they you know your ratings are bad Kevin Bean the bean the bean show like how how did those guys get fired oh my gosh well because they were make, making millions and millions and millions and we're a company that is not making any money so right right no Okay, so you got to tell us a, a weird story. Like, did you get, like, uh, did you went and broadcast something and you said, holy crap. I mean, so you were, like, in Woodward, Oklahoma? Is that what it is? Yes, yes, Woodward. So Woodward is <laughs> a bigger farm area in Oklahoma. It's, a, it's in northwest Oklahoma, and there are about 10,000 people there. But for Oklahoma, that's pretty big because most of the surrounding cities, there's like 1,000, 2,000, 700 people in each city. So we were kind of the hub for a bunch of smaller cities. And that's what allowed us to go out and do different broadcasts around these smaller cities, not only in Oklahoma, but because of the location, you go north and you're in Kansas and if you go west, you're in Texas. So we got to actually cover three different states, which is cool. Did you did you wake up one day and somebody called you and be like, hey, uh, 
don't come to work. There's a tornado coming this way or something like that. Thankfully, no. Okay, probably weather-wise. Okay, so first of all, there's tornadoes in Oklahoma. You know this. We all know this. We've seen Twister. Twister was in, was in Oklahoma. I think they filmed a good amount of it by where I was working. But you, when tornadoes come, and luckily, thank the good Lord, while I was working in Oklahoma, one never hit where I was living. There were a lot that were very close. But our job, not only being a top 40 guy, a sports guy, a news guy, the guy who cleans the restroom, our other job was being the weatherman. And you have to go up there and there's a tornado. And you have to report on that thing until it's gone. And that could be two, three, four in the morning, right? Because you have to be constantly on there. You know, tornado watch. We, we had this sounder that would play. And it's, uh, you know, there's a tornado in your area. You know, get undercover, blah, 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 blah. And then you come on there and you say, you know, strong 70 mile per hour winds coming southwest over to this city and this city. Get, you know, under here, get under, under there. Um, yeah, it, it's, it was pretty surreal. Okay, we live in LA. You literally, it turned out that we had worked together for I want to say four years, and then um, my son was born, and then you stopped by, and uh, I think you had two copies of Blu-ray of uh, the first Star Wars, meaning oh yeah, uh, meaning uh, four, five, and six. And then, the uh, yeah, and the then I bought them from you because you had an extra copy and you dropped them off and you're like, I live close by. But that was it. And then three years later, you're like, oh, I'm going to go to Oklahoma and become a announcer. And I'm like, cool. And then I think I needed to I wanted to say bye. I need to stop by your house. I forgot something. And then you sent me your address. It was literally fucking five blocks from my house. We're and, so close. We, uh, we could walk there. Basically. And then I was like. You just, you, we could have like podcasts since like ever and then you decided to move to oklahoma and everything but we live in southern california which is 75 degrees and sunny every day so you go to oklahoma where probably the weather is crazy did you wake up one day and then go to work and people are like oh so yeah you don't have snow boots and you're like yeah i guess so or chains for my car how does that ever work? People always say it's chains in, in the car. And I literally, if somebody ever tells me, if somebody's listening right now, they're probably going to be like this fucking people. But how do you even put a chain on your wheels? Do you know how? Tell me. How. I don't. I don't because I never got chains from my car. I probably should have. There was a couple times where <laughs> the ice got a little crazy. You know, that snow got crazy. But luckily it doesn't like Oklahoma. It gets snow. But it's not like you're living in Minnesota or Alaska or one of those, you know, Chicago, where it's just like snowing every single day. The thing that they have is ice, which I don't I really don't like it because it gets on your car and, you know, it takes forever to clear the windshields off. And then it gets really sketchy when you're driving. And this happened to me a couple times, but you're driving and you come upon a sheet of ice that just and you just start sliding and you lose control of the car 
And then finally that traction comes back. But there was a couple times where I was like, oh, man, I'm about to, like, crash and burn. And luckily I got control. <laughs> but you have to be careful. You really do. And you're right. For someone from California to go out there and experience the weather, Oklahoma, there's just so many extremes. Like, it's super hot. It's super cold. It's super windy. It's there's a lot of different types of weather. It's not just one type of weather, which is pretty much what we get here. And then um, I was passing by the, I want to say the 80. And then I text you. I was like, dude, I think I'm next to you. And then you're like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm passing the 80. Cause I think I was driving from uh, Chicago to Colorado and I had yeah, to go through that. Yeah, that. And then um and then you're like, "Oh, you're going to pass by where the Bulldogs play." And I'm yeah. thinking, "Okay, like a college?" No, nah, it was a high school. And then like <clears throat> so you basically because of where you were located, it was all high school stuff, right? And it's like Texas where high school football and baseball and everything is huge, right? It's enormous because again, it's a small town, you don't have a lot to do. But sports is – it's the fabric of these smaller towns, especially the towns that have 2,000, 3,000 people. On a Friday night, everyone is out there. It, it was honestly one of the cooler things that I got to see. My first football game, we were in a, a town of about 1,000 people, maybe a little less actually. But ev you know, you see the police cars and the ambulance and – I'm pretty sure someone could go into that town and like it would be empty if they went there during the football game because everyone was at that football game. And uh, yeah, it's not a lot of people, but still it's pretty cool when you have everyone in the entire town watching you. And, you know, I, I think it's good because for the kids, it, it creates something special. A lot of the kids weren't going to play at the next level, but when you have – that much invested into your high school team, it makes it special. So it is true what you've seen the movies then. Yeah, like Friday Night Lights. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I mean, you see every single movie where like the town empties and everybody's at the football game. And like you said, like anybody could go to a liquor store at the town and rob it and then nobody will know because everybody. No Wait, so were you like the token Asian guy there that is actually calling the games? Were you? You must have been famous in somehow. I people okay, so people would come up and recognize you from just your voice sometimes. Okay, so uh, for the top forty show, um, we used to do a Facebook Live, so they would be able to like see us, and they would also know I'm Asian. So if you see me and you hear me, you kind of figure things out. Like, there's not a lot of Asians here. This guy sounds like he's on the radio. And then at the grocery market, it's it's kind of weird. But, yeah, you get, you know, people come up and say hi. Or certain times um, you can just be out and about somewhere. I don't know. And you get, like, recognized. And it wasn't that much. But it's still kind of cool, I guess. Oh, it's, I mean, it's some type of small. It's town super celebrity. cool. Are you kidding me? Like, if you're just shopping and then somebody be like, "Are you calling me?" I, I heard you on the radio. I was like, "Oh, stop." <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. You want to pay for my groceries? Okay. Oh man, but yeah, it, 
And you're right. Token Asian would be a a great way to describe what I was in Oklahoma. There's oh. not a lot of Asian people. Not a lot. And, you know, if somebody's listening, don't take it bad. It's just, you know, it's a. I think it was pretty cool because if it's funny, right? Like, people understand. I understand where you come from. I know who you are. I know where you've been. Uh, literally, you are living at your parents' house, right? Yeah. So you came back because you already had all, and we're going through tough times, different times, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, at the moment, when you when I met you, you were a cool kid, really nice guy living with his parents. Then you went to Oklahoma, and you become a man, as in, like, you had to pay rent. You had to do everything by yourself. And then you become the token Asian guy, but rec everybody wants to see you everybody knows you everybody wants to hang out with you which is cool but then you know i know you as a little kid that lives with their parents so it's a, yep. it's a very interesting situation where like in oklahoma you were this kind of star and then you come here because it's la and you're like literally nobody like we're nobody compared to anybody right but you go yeah. to a little town like that not only because you have a great voice, you do a great job, but you are different. So you're the different guy. So people wants to know you. Man, you should have took advantage of that. <laughs> I told, I think I did call you one time and I was just talking to you and you were doing all that stuff. And I told you, if you don't build your platform right now, you're crazy. I mean, you should have. I'm pretty I, sure in Northwest Oklahoma, they might still know my name, but uh, I don't know if that carries out to Los Angeles. No, so. what I mean is like, you know, Unfortunately, we live in the social experiment in society where if somebody has, I don't know, you should have created a page where you could have like, you know, if 10,000 people. Social media it up. Yeah, you should have. Which I is what you, I mean, you do a great job of that. Well, in some places, some places not. But because uh, I don't play the game, so, you know, but you would have like just throw one you should put a target on one and just throw it there be like oh and don't forget to follow my page you know call my me instagram or something you follow my twitter you should have built that we had, up. A we had a facebook page for our pop show people used to follow that but again they're like you can't get that many followers because there's not that many people remember that no but you would have come with ten thousand people let's just say in your facebook page your page not your personal page right and then right you no i got you and then you could have went to cbs where you work at now and be like oh this guy has ten thousand people like hey which you're totally right that's how we get quantified in today's it's not it's almost not i mean it is very talent-based obviously but dude if you have two million followers better believe there's someone who's gonna like you for whatever you do yeah i think i just did an audition uh well actually not i get um because uh i guess i'm an actor because cliche yeah. la uh oh, and actor <laughs> you were in a commercial a haircut barber commercial i've been in actually seven commercials now see so you are the star honestly no but no you had the voice <laughs> no you <laughs> not you 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 uh but i got a so i get auditions basically by email and then you submit and do all that stuff i got one that said that you had i had to have like more than a hundred thousand followers in order to submit and i was what? like see that's I, whack 
Yeah, but I'm. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. Is that like no? I understand. Like, but I mean, that doesn't make sense because do you give it to the person who is the best at the their audition, or do you give it to the person who has a hundred thousand followers? Because I can tell you, there's a lot of people who have a hundred thousand followers that probably aren't great actors. And now everything is all about like people trying to have robots controlling everything. Like for example. Um, I decided to because I now I have like uh, a financial knowledge that I didn't have before. I'm trying to invest and do stocks and stuff like that. I wake up early, read. So I, I started to follow a couple um, accounts on, on Instagram, which I usually don't do. Like that's I think one of the things what it hurts me about social media that I don't follow uh, people. I don't play the if you're going to follow me, you have to if I'm going to follow you. Yeah, like I don't do that. It's like. I treat social media as a platform to promote, right? But um, since I'm in, in Instagram, is the one that I'm more most active. Um, and you could follow me at Mr. Jose de la Roca. But um, I, I started following. Uh, thank you. I started following some accounts that they talk about uh, stocks and the way the way that I want to see it, the way that I want to have knowledge, and and only because I started following them, like in the past three weeks all this like either fake accounts or robots they're just trying to follow me it's like every other day i get like uh lisa from you know wisconsin uh bitcoin manager <laughs> is following you and i'm like make a thousand dollars a day exactly, if you follow lisa exactly like that Ugh. So Which you have to play the game, I guess, but the game can also be very fake and it's hard. I think the people that are successful sometimes don't play the game. I mean, I think a lot of them do, but then the super successful people are just themselves and they just put out quality content. So what are you trying to say? Huh? My content sucks. <laughs> no, Thank hey, you. you have follower. You have followers on your Instagram. I actually don't know how many. No, my Instagram is not. But you know what? I, uh, it is a game because um, I decided to start another uh, Twitter just for my, my writing. You know, basically, uh, I, I changed all my social media. And then the dad without a dad, I kept it because I'm, I created a company and I want to still have the name, right? Um, so I used that Twitter account and I said, you know what? This Twitter account will be dedicated for writing only and i'm just going to play the game and see what happens and all i'm going to do in this account is like everybody's tweets retweet like whatever if they're promoting something if they're writers or anything writing i'm just going to i'm not even going to have an opinion i mean i do sometimes but i'm just going to promote and promote people and in um in two in three months i already have a thousand followers what? That's crazy. And I just stopped following people at 400 because I guess I reached a point where I was following too many people, you know, so fast. Twitter thought I was a computer. You so a they, 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 they blocked me for so many days and I just stopped and I said, forget this. But people kept following me. So it's just the game, man. You have to come up with something viral, too. If you have some viral, I don't know, post, like outrageous post where it's like just totally outrageous, ridiculous, or you have a cute video of a cat, you know, something like that, 
or something funny. Those are that's how you that's how you become famous on Twitter. How come you're not doing stuff like this at uh at your one bedroom bedroom? Because it's funny because I wish people could see you. So you have your professional broadcasting headphones on. So because we're doing this, you look like a totally gamer right now where like you have two. Yeah, exactly. I need a gamer seat, though. You know, those seats that they have on Twitch where it's like surround sound and it looks super comfortable. I don't have that. My my chair right now is just a wooden chair. It's not yeah. very comfortable. If I was you, I would just get online the whole every night and just build your platform whatever you want to do no i think that's great advice and you know what i do and try and do during this quarantine daily is practice and it's it's not putting content out it's more like watching a an old game like an old basketball game and then just broadcasting it like i was broadcasting my high school games trying to stay sharp because right now like you said Work is tough, especially in our industry, and we don't. We, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. But you know what? You you just have to keep going, have a positive attitude, and things well, will happen. I mean, you're a sports guy, so you know that they said that this broadcast is you know private, and you cannot rebroadcast the broadcast. Exactly. So if I was you. I will get in the mic. You have a mic. You have headphones that have a mic, a professional headphones. I will plug in what you have right now. I will bring up an old game. I will mute that old game and just broadcast the whole game as you. And then I will upload that to a platform like SoundCloud, Podbean, whatever you want to. And then you just leave it there. And then you just put the... First of all, you will put calling. Calling ye broadcast or calling the World Series of night two thousand you know okay calling ye broadcasts no how do you say, what do you say that you do calls the game calls broadcast either or okay so calls, calling ye broadcast calling ye uh calling the two thousand fifteen World Series and you call yeah. it and you just put it out there and just SoundCloud it and then SoundCloud whatever you want to put it. And then I bet you somebody's listening. Somebody sees that it could be an agent, could be anything, man. And it's practice, right? No, exactly. And you're right. We need to take this time right now. And I'm guilty of it, of being lazy sometimes and just saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch a movie or eat some popcorn and do nothing." That's what I've been doing. Yeah, this times like if somebody burgers. like I told. I told somebody in my house, and there's only one adult and one kid, that if people <laughs> don't take this time, there's going to be two different people. There's going to be the people who actually do something, create something, read something, make something, use this time for their advantage. And there's going to be other people who are just watching, you know, Tiger King or whatever. And I'm yeah. not saying you're that Those people, people are ridiculous. but I'm just saying like, <laughs> man, I wrote a book and I'm trying to sell it and it became Which is no, awesome, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm not trying to shame people. I'm just trying to encourage them to do something, do something, even if, create even something. if it's, it doesn't have to be like writing a book, it could be getting out there and starting a new hobby, playing the guitar, right? Uh, learning the guitar or gardening 
if you have a garden out in your backyard or exercising in the backyard or doing I've been doing some jump rope, you know, trying to stay trying to stay slightly fit even though we're pretty much inside. That's right. You're a boxer, right? I did. Oh, so that's another thing that I did in Oklahoma, which is crazy, was I got a little into boxing. So that now I come from a family where my uncle was an amateur boxer and he always like we that's kind of how we bonded. We talked about boxing, but I never did it because my parents never wanted me to do it. He always was like, just try it. Never got to do it. Never got to try it. And I figured past high school age, it was never going to happen because honestly, boxers, they started a very young age to get good. But lo and behold, one of my coworkers in Oklahoma, I was looking for a place just to stay fit. And he was like, yeah, I go to this boxing gym. I was like, sure, I'll come with you one of these uh, one of these days. So we're driving and everything in Oklahoma is super far apart. They are naturally socially distanced. And yeah, it's probably like 30 minute drive to a close town nearby. And I thought we were going to a gym gym. No, this was old school. This was Rocky Three, old school. We go into a garage and there's like a makeshift heavy bag and it all homemade stuff, small garage, grizzled trainer. And his name is Coach Ray. He's the best trainer ever. Um, actually trained... Uh, some of the junior Olympic Olympians in Oklahoma, but he's been doing it for so long. He was a pro boxer and that's how I got started. At first I was like, yeah, I, I'm just, I just want to do this to be fit. Like everyone, it, I, I see it becoming more and more popular, at least on Instagram. And I know here in LA, there's so many gyms where it's like, yeah, you could, you know, get a good workout and it is a good workout. And that's what I thought I was doing, but he wrote me in. He sure did into really falling in love with it and eventually fighting a couple times. You fought? Amateur. I did, yes. And? Three times. Three times. It Actually, it's been almost exactly a year. April 19th of last year, I was fighting in the Kansas City, Oklahoma Golden Glove competition <laughs> as a, a – they have intermediate and they have like more beginnerish and I was in the – beginner one but uh yeah i fought three times and i lost my first fight because i was so gassed i was so gassed do you do you have like extra protection because your face is the money maker so you know yeah you have headgear um i don't know how much headgear really helps it protects you from like cuts but it doesn't really help you from like getting your head bashed in I won my second fight. What? Um, but my third fight, I was just totally outclassed. Like the guy who fought me, he's still fighting right now, and he's he's a pretty good amateur fighter. Um, Wait, so, yeah. so did you get knocked out? No, I didn't get knocked out. I went the distance, but I was just I was beat up for sure. Like he was a lot faster, um, a lot stronger. <laughs> Everything that you need in, in a boxing match, he was he was a lot better. And 
Because it was a good experience. I gotta tell you, like, have you seen those uh, those videos when uh, about Sylvester Stallone how he greets every new uh, uh, like I guess co-star or whatever? I have not. What does he do? No, so you don't know this. Like, so for example, no. Sylvester Stallone, Rock, uh, Rocky. Um, I guess after Rocky won, they decided to because they train with real fighters, real boxers, right? Um, so he decided, I think in Rocky One or Rocky Two, um, don't quote me on this, but I know that this for sure they do this. He decided to get a real punch from a real fighter, like a professional fighter, because he wanted to really. So basically, he just told a professional you know, fighter to give him a jab to see what he felt, right? So knocked him down for like a minute or two and he got up, right? So he kept the tradition to like whoever came to become a boxer, he had to experience that. So for example, insane, uh, so Michael B. So Michael B. Jordan tells the story. He's like, yeah, like uh, um Sylvester Creed. Stallone uh Sylvester Stallone like has this tradition where he when you had to get a punch from a, a real fighter because not that many people understand the culture of a fighter, how one punch, it's one of the most deadly things, you know, and they're not really going at it. They're just going to give you a little punch. And they have a video where uh, Michael B. Jordan gets it, right? Because he's like, all right, I'm going to get it. And then the real fighter, like the professional fighter, he doesn't even go all all out. He, You only see it, you go... And then you just see Michael B. Jordan go and then to the ground. So I always felt like, man, like I would like to experience that. Just be like, all right, hit me. And then you just wake up like, what happened? <laughs> You're like, what? It's Tuesday. I got hit on Sunday. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome that he does that. I didn't know he did that. And oh, of course, you, I, makes... I'm pretty sure you got to agree to it. But oh. You have to sign a waiver, yeah. and I'm sure. But it makes your experience as an actor better, right? Because you kind of get a little taste. It's very small, but you get a little taste of what these guys go through. And yeah, you realize that on TV, it looks, you know, because they're so evenly matched, oh, it doesn't look that bad. But then you realize how hard these guys are hitting and how quick, how fast these punches are coming. It's incredible. Yeah, like you see the video, you just see that, and then it looks like nothing happened. Like it's just a punch, but then you see Michael B. Jordan go from like his face go from hello to like night night. <laughs> he literally I, goes to, way, to the ground. Michael B. Jordan was did a great job in the in the Creed movies. I I really like his, just his acting style. I think he's a really good actor. Oh, Black so, Panther! That shout out. Good. Shout out, Michael. Yeah, Wakanda forever, man. Although he was the bad guy in that. So, kind right. of bad. Yeah, no spoilers. We don't want to spoil. Have you ever wondered how can you start a podcast? Well, I have been in the streaming and radio broadcast industry for about 15 years. And I share with you all my secrets in my brand new book. My book is called Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, and it's only $2.99. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca.com. For only $2.99, you will learn all my secrets about podcasting. 
from starting a podcast, my home studios, and even marketing. I recorded this commercial in my home studio, and you can learn what I use in my brand new book, only $2.99. So go get a copy of my brand new book, Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, only $2.99, available on Amazon, iBooks, Kindle, and much, much more. Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Engineer, only $2.99, available on Amazon, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca.com. So before you go, you got to tell us about sports. So what do you think about sports right now, man? Like, don't you? I work for TuneIn, and we do a lot of news. So I work for a couple of news streams, but I work for TuneIn. And then uh, because what everything has been happening, and I follow the market, and I know uh, ESPN is owned by Disney, and I know how they are hurting right now because they literally are not sports. But when everything started to trickle down to what where we are right now, I literally thought to myself, I said, whoever is the vice president of ESPN, if you don't make ESPN 2 ESPN the Ocho right now and just go for it and like literally just play literally clips of darts. tennis, darts, and have people... Yeah. Like, you know, the good, funny announcers on ESPN just broadcast everything through their computers or their professional uh, home studio. If you don't do that, you're the dumbest person ever because ESPN had the chance of seeing this coming to, like, there's no sports. There's literally no sports. They could have just said, we're switching ESPN2 to the Ocho and put, like you say, darts people playing pool and just have the announcers do it they would have done they they would have created a new network and the ratings would have went to the roof i think they should have you know people have been getting creative right they've been playing video games they've been you know you see the nba players playing 2k against each other or they've had horse so they've been getting creative but i I agree with you. I think ESPN Ocho, if they had put that on, on ESPN2 and just had a bunch of different random things like beer pong or just whatever they have on that channel, which is an awesome channel, by the way, and then put it on ESPN2, they probably would have gotten some crazy ratings. Sports right now, they're still trying to like find storylines, which is it's kind of crazy. There's not a lot, although the draft is tomorrow, and that always brings a lot just because it's the NFL and everyone loves the NFL. And so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, I, I like your idea. Now, who suffered the most, NBA or MLB? Because who cares about the NHL? That's a great question. I think right now the NBA is just dying because they, you know, we'd be in the middle of the first round of the playoffs right now. And there's so much money that is just being drained. But the Major League Baseball is, is not far behind because even though it's, it's you know, the start of the regular season, you think, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Just think of the amount of fans at Dodger Stadium that come every single night, every single day. The amount of revenue that they're losing, it's ridiculous. I think the one sport that hasn't been affected yet is football because they got – the Super Bowl in, like right before 
everything went down, right? They got the Super Bowl in. They got the com- uh yeah, the combine where you know, they got to see all the the up and coming rookies or soon to be rookies uh, you know, do their 40s and and show off their skills and their talents, so they got that in. And then they're going to get the draft in tomorrow. They still I think are okay, but Major League Baseball, the NBA, I I'm worried about both of them. Just the amount of money that they're losing, not only on the ticket sales, but you think of the the contracts that they have with television, right? ESPN has so many games for for Major League Baseball and the NBA and TNT. Well, I was reading about the the TV. I was reading that uh, that's one of the good things about the TV. I'm just speaking about ESPN because I, I have stocks with Disney, so I've been reading a lot. They they literally don't care about the TV aspect because ESPN is a package that is included with the TV stations or the networks or the stuff right. like that. So they are literally getting paid for not doing anything, and in a way they're paid until like year 35. It's one of those contracts that is going to expire in 10 That's years. Good. But I think you kind of had it in the money where I think it's worse to stop halfway than just don't even start one. Meaning, like, it's worse for the NBA to stop LeBron and the Lakers, you know. Then for the Dodgers to not then, start. Then Do- the Dodgers, they don't, they didn't even start. You know what I mean? So like, they didn't know. I mean, honestly, like a, a lot of these teams didn't know how things were going to go right at the start of the year. I think for the Dodgers, it hurts because they were looking like World Series contenders again. But for the Lakers, it really hurts because they had the best record in the West. They looked like they were well on their way to the Western Conference Finals, possibly the NBA Finals. And for LeBron, he's not getting any younger. Um, Hopefully, they can somehow get the season back, you know, uh, on on the right track. But is that going to happen? I don't know. Wait. So was it was that a rumor that um, if the if the season get canceled, the whoever had the best record gets the championship is that all yeah, that was just a rumor that was the, so it's not, the, it's not the, true no and they you can't do that you because one the team that had the overall best record was uh milwaukee so uh laker fans would not be happy about that but like that would just it would just not be fair i think if the season never came back this is just one in the in the history books that you have to say well nothing there, there is no champion in the year of 2020, which stinks. Now, did you think the Lakers were going to win it? You know, I, I thought they had a good chance, and I, I thought LeBron was really clicking well with Anthony Davis right before this all went down, and they, they were playing some good basketball. I think, you know, the Bucks over in the East who do have the best record currently in the NBA were a tough team and the Clippers. You, you can't deny Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You can't deny that duo, how good that duo is and the bench that they had. It was going to be a good playoffs up to the NBA finals. I'm just hoping and praying that we can 
possibly get back to some type of playoff. Whether it be, I don't know, you know, you know what we can do is have the, the best team with the best record from the West and the best record from the East play one game, just one game for the championship. How about that? Does that work? One game? Make it so three? Lakers, Bucks. Okay, make it three. You're right. Let's make some money. Lakers, Bucks, best of three. Um, no fans, two. just TV and No fans. It. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I'd be okay with that. Now, you really think the Clippers? All right, so my – and by the way, guys, if you guys still listening, uh, Colin is the expert about sports. I'm just here to tag along. But, okay, I don't think the Clippers are who they say they are. And I think Paul George hurts them. So if they would have brought Kawhi by himself and put him in the team that they have right now, They'll be a better team. Well, here's the thing. And this is just, first of all, Paul George was a key piece in bringing Kawhi over to the Clippers because I don't know if Kawhi necessarily would have signed and said, I'm going to go play for Los Angeles without Paul George because he wanted a second star. And number two, I can I, I see where you're coming from, where and I've heard this from other people that Paul George is holding the Clippers back and, and all this, all, all these other things. Why did we trade Shea Gilgis Alexander, one of the Clippers young budding stars who went over to Oklahoma city and is playing great. Why did we trade all those other guys from Paul George? Paul George was coming off a, you know, a tougher injury. Um, and it, honestly, he, he was coming into his own as the season progressed. And I think that's something that people didn't realize. You know, he looked bad in a couple games. But for the most part, you know, he, he tightened things up. And he just gives you not only an elite three-point shooter, but a lockdown defender, a guy who can guard one through four. He's so versatile in that aspect. And to me, he's perfect for Kawhi because they're both great defenders. And I think they would give a lot of teams fits just on the de defensive side. And of course, Kawhi, I mean, he is – there's the new Last Dance Michael Jordan uh, documentary that's out. And Kawhi, like Kobe um, – looks like Michael Jordan with some of the shots that he puts in, you know, the, the fade away, the turnaround jumper. It's very Jordan-esque. And so you kind of have a, a Kawhi Jordan-like uh, player. And then on the flip side, Paul George is kind of a, a great um, teammate to have just because he does it all. You know, he, he shoots great. He plays good defense. I don't know. I, I think he helps them out a lot, and they're they're a dangerous duo. But not only are they a dangerous duo, that entire team is stacked, and I think they're they have the best bench, right? Players. Yeah, yeah. I I think their bench is is the best in the league. And while I would rather, I think that you know, starting five of of the Lakers matches up better against uh, a Clippers team, like 
on paper it probably looks better just because LeBron and AD are so unstoppable. The Clippers as a team, as a whole, they're just a little bit more well-rounded, which is my opinion. Well, the problem with LeBron and AD, well, AD is becoming better, but I think the problem with LeBron, his whole career, he doesn't have the Kobe mentality, right? He prefers to pass it to somebody to make the last shot, right? Which Kawhi is the last shot. And See, we've heard this a lot. And, I, okay, so LeBron won, I think, has several times taken the last shot. Actually, multiple times. But I, I don't have the stat in front of me, to be quite honest. But you're right. Sometimes he'll pass it off. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with him making the right basketball play, finding a wide-open guy. And it's he's he's just different. He's a different player than Kobe. Oh yeah, he's magic more than he's more magic than than Jordan, if you want to put it that way, right? He, yeah, well, he he puts his teammates in the best possible situation to put the ball in the hoop. And if if I'm a guy playing with LeBron, man, I love it because he set me up, right? He's He's finding my sweet yeah, spot. He is magic. Magic play every fucking position. He, he plays center at some point. Right. He's so, magic, but he's also like 6'9", which magic was, but like he's like a freight train. Like you can't stop him, man. I'm not saying magic wasn't that too. LeBron's just a – he's a freak of nature. Like we've never seen anything like like LeBron James. Oh, and, and nothing against Paul George and Le, LeBron. And What I'm trying to say with Paul George is that – Unfortunately, he's holding the team back because they don't have a full team. If he was healthy, if he was himself, and he played the whole time, there would be a problem for the Lakers, right? And what I'm saying, yeah, with, and I think he was he was getting there. You know, I, you're right though. Like over the course of the year, he was injured a couple times, and that hurts Clippers, obviously. But I think he was getting there. I think he was, you know, finding that groove and and finding um, just a, a good spot to be in. And it just takes time. Yeah, but you come you come to L.A. and you come with the bus and you come with Kawhi. So people are not going to be saying, okay, we're going to wait for you. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. This is Los Angeles and people, people want titles now. Bro, like their boss just decided to buy, you know, fucking uh, the what's deep pockets the forum he just decided to buy the forum so he could build another building next to it how f imagine i'm like all right i don't want to play at the staple center how by how about i buy another uh arena and then just squeeze another arena next to it so my team could play there how fucking badass is that he okay i i actually like steve Ballmer, even though he's a little wacky He's a little crazy. Oh, if you're if you're if you're playing for him, if you're you know working for him, don't you love that motherfucker? Yeah, and I think he donated twenty five mil to the pandemic, just relief all over. And yeah, I'm sure he's paying his employees. The dude, at least, you know, he's again a little little crazy. Seems like he's. Um, yeah, just a fanatic, right? He's he's a super fan, but also he cares. You can tell he cares, and he puts his money where where his mouth is. Yeah, so many arenas now in LA. Jesus Christ! First, we didn't have a football team. Now we have Staples, Inglewood, where the Rams are going to play, the Coliseum, the Rose Bowl. 
And yeah, now the new Clippers stadium where the Chargers play over um, in, in uh, I think it's like Carson area. Yeah, it's it's crazy the amount of sporting events we can have. LAFC, the Galaxy. I know. There's a lot I, of things to watch. Now, let me ask you this. Did you, um, what's his name? Atatempococo? You know how to say it. Oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> That's the announcer. Isn't he the best player of the NBA? Ooh, you know, I, I think eventually he will be. He's very close. He's very close. But I still think that the two guys in L.A., the Kawhi Leonard and LeBron, both just with their experience, just with everything that they do, making teammates better, scoring, playing defense, still slightly above Giannis. But eventually, the old guard is going to be retired. And Giannis will be the guy. He's so close. It's it's very, very close. I love Giannis. Well, he won it last year. So Can he come to LA? He did win the MVP. Can, can I just got to say that he has the Kobe mentality. He has the Dwight Howard body. Oh. So, I mean, if you have those two, what else can you... <laughs> Man, he's he's a full package. Remember when Dwight Howard came out and he was just ripped, and he unfortunately he's you know in sports as you could agree, like it's you know physical, but if you don't have the mentality, right, it's not going to work, right? Like Dwight Howard, you know. Uh, remember Gilbert Arenas, crazy. Dude? I love Gilbert. Uh, I mean, but yeah, it was a little little crazy. He but, did- you could put the ball in the bucket, though. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. You know, it's it's it. it you have to going back to if you want to be a producer, you had to eat, sleep, producing. If you want to be an athlete, you know, and you could tell that Giannis, that's that's his, that's it. That's all he's going to do. That's all he wants to do. And he has, he's a freak of nature, man. So he has no, those. You're right. He has you those totally two right. components, and then. You know, unfortunately, LeBron, it's a freak of nature, and he will be one of the top five players ever to live. But he also, you know, has the, I want to be a Laker, I want to be a star. He has the, I want to be liked. One thing that Kobe didn't give a fuck. I'm pretty sure Giannis doesn't give a fuck. Kawhi is the same. Yeah, Fool doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) He really doesn't. You know, and I think to be a good athlete, you kind of need that, right? Like, you just dedicate yourself at the craft and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, you can't have burning years. You have to just not care what anyone thinks about you. I honestly couldn't do it because I care too much about what people think about me. Like, if people were like, man, this guy's an idiot, I'd try to, like, fix it or I don't know and, like, not focus on the task at hand. The athletes that that do this, right, it's, it's incredible that they're just able to focus in and have one mindset. It's, it's to win. It's to win, and it's to be the best ever. And I think, you know, guys like Michael and Kobe and, you know, I, I still think LeBron has it. I, I do. I, I, I get him maybe not having that same scoring killer instinct, but I think he, he wants it, and I think he's taking care of his body 
and he's put the best product out there every year. Um, oh, he's he. Those guys you know, are he, special. he spends like two million in his body, which <laughs> I applaud him for that. It's a and, smart investment. And by the way, like makes. I always tell people, I respect LeBron more as a person than as a player because as a player, he had made moves that I believe hurt him. But you know, why blame I, him? I, like uh, when you leave. And I didn't blame him for leaving Cleveland. I just blame I didn't like how he left Cleveland. Kind of making a show and being over the top about it. I don't know what who his PR guy was at the time, but it didn't look good. Uh, eventually, he came back to Cleveland and won a championship, so it was all it was all good and dandy. But I didn't like the way he did that. And by the way, like, um, so the reason I respect them more as a person is because, bro, LeBron, he had a $50 million contract when he was, what, 17? He has all the money in the world. He's been the eye of the media since he was 16. And look, he hasn't done anything really bad. He hasn't had any real like drama no he scandals hasn't, you know driven drunk he hasn't and you know, until this point right like until now but it's incredible what he has done he has helped his city he has helped his friends he has helped everybody he's a nice person he helps people right so he should be an example of what athletes should be right like he's good it, at giving assists on the court and off the court you know, if somebody wants to see a blueprint of what to do if you become an, an athlete and become rich from nothing, LeBron James' career should tell you how. Because guess what? There's going to be girls out there just waiting for money. There's going to be girls out there just waiting to get pregnant by you. They could be a bad uh, things. You know, Shaq always told people he hired a full-time driver great for him you know so things like that that an athlete needs to hear needs to see so i i applaud lebron james for how he handles his life you know i agree good family man you've never heard you mentioned it a lot of women out there just trying to you know maybe be gold diggers i don't want to i don't want to label them but that you know some there's people out there like that he hasn't fallen into that trap at at least of what and, we know of his not life. only girls, guys, a fake agent, a bad person, a bad friend, anything. Exactly. So. Just money grabbers, right? Men and men and women just trying to leech off of LeBron James. He's kept his circle tight. You know, he knows who his friends are. They've been there since day one. And then he has a great wife who's been there since day one. Good kids. By the way, his son is uh up-and-coming high school ball player here in the Southland plays at Sierra Canyon. They won the state championship this year. Actually, they won the CIF championship. They were about to play the state championship, and then all of this went down, so that they never got to do that. But his son, Brawny, was a freshman this year, and he looks like he can be amazing. Really? So, there's, there's, Yeah, there's going to be another LeBron James. So he's not LeBron James. But so, he, w which son is going to be better, Shaq's or him? I would say Brawny. Because you know Shaq Shaq's has son, a, a son yeah, that Shaq's is son coming is, up, too. So, Shaq's son was 
recruited by UCLA, and he was he played there this year, but he transferred to LSU, so he's going to be playing at LSU next year. Jackson also had heart surgery, um, which oh. was kind of scary. But yeah, I, I'm glad that he's just back out there playing. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, he had to have surgery just to make sure he could still keep playing. But he's back out there. It's right. hard. It's hard to be a son. I'm sure of a famous athlete like that, son or daughter. Yeah. All right. So before we go, give me who would have won. Of all sports, since we don't have sports. Who would have won? Oh, like the championship? Yeah. For the NBA? NBA, MLB, NHL. And let's throw some, uh, what's another sport? The foosball? No, you're right. The NFL they actually might have a season. So who knows? Major League Baseball might be back, too. Hey, did you know, like, not only like the Lakers were supposed—I mean the Raiders were supposed to start this year, right? Yes, so let's, in, Las, in Las, Las Vegas. So lost wages. Let's say the season starts at the normal time, because of what has happened, the construction of the <laughs> of the stadium had to be postponed. So even if the season starts, the Raiders don't have a place to play. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Because they had to postpone. That's poor Raiders. That's. I'm not going to say that's classic Raiders, but that bro, so unfortunate. My family has been fan. my family has been a Raider fan, so when they tell me they lose, they'll be like, "Yeah, I, bro, I could expect people could be like the Raiders made the coronavirus." I'd be like, "All right, okay, sure." Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Um, all right. So, who would have won the NBA? This is so tough. This is really tough. I and I still believe this. I'm a Laker fan, a die-hard Laker fan. But, and I don't know if this was me being a studio host or studio engineer for the Clippers over on 570, just because I got to follow them a little bit more. But I honestly thought, I personally thought that the Clippers were going to win it all. And I was scared. I was like, oh, please don't. Like, But I thought they were just, because even though, I think the Lakers looked better against a bunch of other teams that the Clippers looked bad against. When they matched up with each other, it was night and day. It did not look good. It did not look good. I mean, I know the Lakers pulled one out before the season ended or got cut short. So it was 2-1 on the season series. Clippers had two wins. Lakers had one. I just thought... Man, this Clippers team is crazy. That, that's just my opinion. So I thought. Okay, so so you think? So you don't even say like uh, Giannis. You just say the Clippers. You don't even say like, you know, Lakers against uh, Giannis. You just. Say, oh, I I think it would have been Clippers against uh, Milwaukee, Giannis. And then, and then the, the, and the Clippers. Won. Yeah. So that's, I, I I think it would have been close though. I saw glimpses of. A champion, a lot of years of championships here in the Lakers, when AD will have the Kobe mentality. There were some games where that fucker was like, "Fuck you all, I'm going to win it." Right? And that's Which he what- needed. He needed that more because sometimes he would get a little timid and settle for for outside jumpers. And I understand 
as the game kind of closes, sometimes that happens, right? Guys isolate and they take outside jumpers and, and AD's an inside guy. You're right. I would have loved for him always to have that killer instinct and just be, give me the ball in the paint. I'm taking it to him. I think LeBron should have, like, got together with him and be like, you're going to put 20 pounds all in your upper body and become Dwight Howard body. Because Dwight Howard, man, you seen those shoulders? He's a f physique of a Roman god. That fool needs, like, if AD would have had those, you know, just push people around. But, yeah, I, I mean, I see your point, but I think uh, Lakers would have won it. Or Giannis, but... All right, who who would have won MLB? Oh, man. And being a Giants fan, I don't want to say this, but I really thought that this, and it still could be, I think this, this could be the Dodgers' year. I, I think everything's lined up. You pick up Mookie Betts? How do you add Mookie Betts to the lineup that the Dodgers had last year? That's not fair. You have two of the best outfielders, two of the best players, top five players in the game, in, in Bellinger and Betts. Walker Bueller's your number one. Clayton's your number two. Well, Clayton your bullpen is shit, got bro. better. Clayton is shit. He's nothing. Hey, hey. Clayton was the victim of the Astros cheating. One year. <laughs> You're right. It's only one year. But, hey, Clayton gets over the hump. Um, and, yeah, you have – a stacked line. Yeah, Mookie, you don't, you don't have, Cody, You don't GT. have pitching, and you don't have closer anymore. They picked up uh, that guy from the A's, Blake Trainin. Trainin. I don't know how you exactly say his name, but I think he would have sufficed as a good closer, even though Kenley fell off last year, put Kenley somewhere else. Um. I think I think a year off of baseball gives every baseball player, you know, an edge. Get them healthy. Unless you're, you're like right. a, a Dominican in the Dominican and you, all you do is eat. Uh <laughs> they that's what all they do. Uh but yeah, I think you know. But all right, Dodgers. What about uh, the NHL? The NHL? Gosh, uh, to be quite honest. Yeah, nobody only watches that. NHL, yeah, exactly. One, no one really watches it. I do kind of keep up with the Kings, but that's just because I was working as their engineer too. But they were horrible this year. So I can tell you one thing. <laughs> it wouldn't have been the Kings. Now, going back to baseball, let me ask you this. This is my theory. I don't blame... I'm a Dodger fan, first of all. And I'm a huge Dodger fan. Braves that's my fan. That's originally. Yeah. But on, when I went to see them at the Westin in Pasadena and they declined to sign my ball, that's when I fully became a Dodger fan a couple of years ago. Well, like about seven years ago. So I'm a full Dodger fan. You should see my setup here. It's all Dodgers. You have blue headphones. <laughs> so I don't blame the Sox or the Astros for keep for having their championship, right? right? I blame the MLB for not taking the championship away. One thing I that I learned a long that. time ago is that I'm not going to hate 
my coworker who's playing the game and is advancing by doing shady stuff or shady. Ki or kissing butt. I'm going to blame the institution for letting that worker advance in the workplace. So I don't blame if the Sox, guess what? They still have the championships. You know, they still. No one took them away. In, and in, that's fully. In a hundred years, when somebody goes back to the books and sees who won the World Series, is going to say the Houston Astros. Nobody's going to have an asterisk or a, a little paragraph saying, oh, by the way, mm, we think that something happened, but we really didn't take the thing away. So they still are. So who cares? You know what I mean? They should, but Be they didn't. Because and you're right. That's 100% on Major League Baseball for not cracking down. How are you going to stop cheating if that's all you do? Because people are going to be like, well, look what the Astros. I mean, the Astros, they got to keep their championship. So might as well uh, turn the cameras on and uh, let that replay do its work, if you know what I mean. Bang some trash cans. <laughs> Everybody knows it. They are, it's... It's like me robbing something and saying, and then the institution saying, ah, it's okay. Just take it. Just don't do it again. I don't understand how you could come down with such a soft punishment. I really don't. I don't get it. But you know what? It's Major League Baseball. It's Rob Manfred. He's not, it was, it's horrible. I was embarrassed. And what's I'm his, embarrassed what's as a his, baseball fan. What's his name um, still banned from the. Hall of Fame? Uh, Pete Rose? Yeah, how, how do you keep Pete Rose banned? The dude never even cheated. Like, he... He, he, he gambled cheat. himself. Who cares? He gambled. So, yeah, saying that his team was going to win. So he was helping his team. I would put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame right now if you're going to let the Astros and the Red Sox off scot-free. And I'll that's take Barry Bonds because he's a cheater, too. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, I unfortunately, I can't fight that. I love Barry because I grew up watching him, and and because he he's got a goat, he's a beast. But he was he got so thin after he stopped playing baseball, like a hundred pounds less. I don't know why. He got so skinny. He's biking now. He's a biker. <laughs> Where could people find you? Colin at Colin. I have to put that at Colin Yee. That's C O L I N Y E E ten. The number ten. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, really? Both? Both. I I used to it used to be different, and then I was just like, you have to be consistent. And what's your rap name? Because you rap. People uh, don't C know. See money. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin and I used to work at, at this radio station, and then we used to work a lot of Kings games. We used to produce the Kings, so uh, we used to uh, Colin likes to rap. He always starts like super cool. And then super off the su top, super fire. like badass rhymes, and then something happens where like after the third, fourth bar, it's like whoop. it is not good. After yeah. it is bad, it is embarrassing. It was fun, man. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I want to do this again. This is so much fun. And take my advice. Just do that, man. What like just. Turn on the recorder, watch a game, call it yourself, and put it out there. Somebody In the will hear it. the words of Nike, just do it. 
I don't know if we could say that, but. Oh no, okay. Cut that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> It's free publicity. Once again, right. where could people find you? At Colin Ye 10 on Twitter and Instagram. All the way from Woodward, Oklahoma. What's the best food in Woodward? Ooh, steak. Their, their steak is amazing. Probably because there's so many cows there. Did you ever go to one of those places? I've seen them all the time where, like, literally the cow's behind and they cook it right there. No. Yeah, there's, oh. there's a couple of places where literally, like, the farm is behind. And you just go I there and get, like, fresh eggs. And then if you want a steak, come back later. And you could. After the, you after see the Bertha over there? Done. You see Bertha over there? Come back we're, later. Where'd Bertha go? We just pet her at the petting zoo and now she's gone. She tastes delicious. If anybody wants to find me, at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. Go buy my book. Only $3. Colin, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.